Hey everyone, you're listening to the Connect Church Podcast. We hope this sermon inspires you as well as builds your faith. Enjoy the message. All right, so last week we were talking about refresh. And we're going to continue talking about refresh and what, what that looks like. Acts chapter 3. So open your Bibles up to Acts chapter 3. And God, I just say that right now that... Um, your kingdom come and your will is done in this place, God. Would you just uh, open our ears and our hearts to receive what it is you have for us today. Let us receive your truth. Let us receive your word. And let us leave this place completely changed from the people we walked in the door as. Everybody said amen. Because we can always be a better version of ourselves, can't we? You may be a, Bailey may be an amazing person, but you could still even leave even better than when you came in. I know that I can. Bailey 2.0, 2.5, 2.7, then the 3.0 upgrade. Acts chapter 3. So today we're going we're gonna to go through this and we're going to answer a few questions. The first one we're going to talk about what exactly is refreshing. What, it, what is that word in the Greek? What does it mean? What is refreshing? Then we're going to talk about where we get refreshed and how we stay refreshed. Those are, what the, those are the things that we're going to talk about today, okay? So we live in a society where it is go, 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 nonstop. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You get up in the morning. You got to do all your stuff. You have, does anybody here have routines in the morning, the things you have to do? Does it involve, like, getting caffeinated? Like, who, who, when they get up in the morning, the first thing to do is they stumble around the house and either find their coffee or they boil water and they make tea. Yeah, like, it is part of my routine. I have to get up in the morning. And, like, the first thing, I, I have to let our dogs out because if they hear me, because we put our dogs in cages because if we don't, like, when they go to bed, because if we don't put our dogs in cages, yeah, it just does not go well. You hear, you hear this one dog literally prancing around the house the entire night, and he keeps waking you up, and you'll wake up with little surprises on the floor. Nobody likes waking up with surprises in the house. Nobody wants to step in that in the middle of the night. Nobody wants to see that first thing in the morning while you're stumbling around looking for coffee. Am I right? Jamie's like, this is why I don't have animals. So I let the dogs out of their cage. They run around the house, and they go outside, and then I make my way over to, uh, like, I drink tea mostly, and I'll boil my water and make some tea right away. It's the first thing I got to do. But then once you make that tea, once you make that coffee, you got to get on with your routine because you only have so much time before you have to, before the kids get up, or before you got to get to work, or before you got to start your job, before you got to go to the gym and work out, before you got to do whatever it is you got to do, man, you got you got this routine and life just starts going right right Kylie life is crazy like when you're like scooping ice cream it's so hard how many scoops of ice cream do you do a day 200,000 possibly it's possible life is busy last Sunday we drove home from church and traffic was backed up to the airport I think in Vancouver because people are trying to get away, people are trying to relax, people are trying to get, take a day and be refreshed, right? Because our life is going so fast and so nonstop that we just need to take a break and relax. And so we are talking about refreshing. And so the first thing I want to tell you is that God cares about you being refreshed. I just want to start right there this morning. God actually cares. Cam, God cares so much about you that he doesn't want you to burn out. He doesn't want you to be tired. He doesn't want you to be weakened. He wants you to be refreshed. See, if you go look in Genesis and you look at the creation account, what does God do when it's all done? He rests. 
Rest is something that God instituted. So it's okay. Now, society says you got to go all the time. But God is okay with you resting and being refreshed. And so we're going to look at that. So in Acts chapter 3, did you find it in your Bible? Does everybody have a Bible here of some kind? Just, just, by, just because I'm curious, who actually has a paper Bible? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, good. And who uses, who uses like, their iPhone or has their Bible memorized? I'll give you those two options, because if you didn't put up your hand for having it on your phone and you didn't have it in paper form, then we're going to assume that you have the Word of God memorized, as opposed to just the I don't care answer. <laughs> All right, Acts chapter 3. This is where we're going to kick it off at. Verse 19, Jen did a great job preaching about this last week, and she focused on the repentance part. And when you repent is when times of refreshing come. So it says in verse 19, Now repent that your sins, repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Verse 20 says, Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Uh, the George Lampster translation says this, Times of tranquility from before the presence of the Lord. Times of tranquility. So let's look at this word refreshing for a second. It's exactly what does it mean? So, the word refreshment or refresh, uh, we know it is two words. It is re and then fresh, right? Because things are always, when they come out, they're always fresh, but then we have to refresh them, don't we? I walked in Josiah's room this morning, and it did not smell fresh. He had the windows closed. He had the, he had the blinds closed. He had curtains closed. He had his bedroom door closed. And I opened the door to wake him up, and it was not a fresh smell in there. It just smelled like sweaty teenage boy because it gets hot upstairs. And so we have to open the windows and light his room on fire and burn it out, and then it'll be refreshed. Refreshing is when something was new, you have to make it fresh again. When you go and you're at a restaurant and your coffee cup is empty, they say, can I refresh that for you? Which means they want to make it new again. So when you're being refreshed, it's taking something that was fresh and has slowly been wearing down and slowly been wearing out and slowly being used up and it's being made new again. So that's what refresh is meaning. Now let's look at this in the Greek. In the Greek, that word is... Uh, a-N-A-P-S-U-X-I-S. Anapsuk-is. Himona. And it means this, recovery of breath or revival. Recovery of breath or revival. There's two different thoughts in there. One is recovery of breath, where like you have been going nonstop, and you are burning out, and you are tired, you're weak, you're weary. God wants to have a time where you come and recover your breath, where you rest and say, I just need to catch my breath. Have you ever ran so hard that you couldn't breathe? I have. What, we, I had a gym teacher in grade five, and he would make us run and run and run. And so one day, literally, I could not catch my breath. And I was in grade five. I feel like this is, like, terrible. This would never happen in school today. But when I was growing up, school was a whole lot different. Teachers just didn't. There was ghetto. Run! I can't breathe! You can breathe when you're done. Finish running. But he wants you to recover your breath. God does not want Tyler wore out and weary. Because what happens when you're wore out and weary? You can't do anything, really, can you? 
You're exhausted. You have no energy. You're not refreshed. You're not awake. You're not ready to go. You don't want to do anything because you're exhausted. God wants you ready to go. God wants you fresh for the fight. God wants to speak to Ken and be like, Ken, I want you to do this. And Ken to be so refreshed and so excited about what God's saying that he can just get up and go and do it. And so does Denise. Yeah, she says. And the other one is revival. God wants you to be revived. Revived. What is revival? Well, again, there's that whole reword. So something that was vived is being re. It's coming alive again. God wants you alive in his presence. God wants you fresh. He wants to refresh you so you're ready to go. So it says this. Now this is, in the Greek, this is the translation. It says, give new strength or energy to, reinvigorate. God wants to reinvigorate some of us, most of us, all of us. God wants you revived, refreshed, and reinvigorated so you can go and do the things that he's called you to do. Now let's look at what the antonyms, which is the opposite Because the Bible says that the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, right? So we need to look at our lives and see what kind of fruit we have taking place in our life and take stock and evaluate our lifestyle to see what's happening. Because God wants us refreshed. God wants us ready to go. God wants us to be able to be in a place where we can do the things that he's called us to do. But the mindset of the world isn't like that, is it? The mindset of the world is you need to keep going until you can go no more. And then when you can go no more, you have to keep going still. That's what the world tells you to do. To get ahead in life, you got to do more than anybody else is willing to do. you got to go harder. you got to go faster. you got to go farther than anybody else can. God says, I want you to be fresh. I want you to come away and be refreshed. He doesn't want you to be lazy. Some, sometimes we take that too far. we like, oh, God just wants me to refresh, bro. Just wants me to be fresh. Just want me to be, no, I can't do that. I'm just refreshing in God's presence. Okay, get refreshed and then get up and get on with it. There's things he wants you to do. Now, the opposite of this word is these things. And I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this long list. See, in the Greek, that word refresh just means this. Give new strength or energy to or reinvigorate. And that's what God wants you to do in your life. Now, the antonyms of this word, and I want you to listen to these words and think about your life as I read them. And ask yourself, do I see these things in my life? You ready? Are you ready? Okay. Affliction. Agitation. Disturbance. Narrowness of place. As in, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Distress. Anguish. A compressing. A necessity. As in, anxiety. I'm feeling anxious about this. Travailing. Labor involving painful effort, like birth pangs. Grief, sorrow, pain, torment. These are the opposite things that God is wanting you to experience. God is wanting you to experience new strength and energy. Reinvigoration is what God is wanting you to experience. The world's way of doing things brings that other list that I just read. It brings affliction. It brings agitation. It brings anxiety. It puts you in a place where you're between a rock and a hard place because you gotta, people keep telling you you have to keep going. 
That's not God's plan and not God's desire for us, is it? God wants you to be fresh. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, you. No, I really mean it. Hey, you. I'm talking to you. God wants you to be fresh. Now, look at these synonyms. Synonyms means similar words, right? Antonyms is the opposite. This isn't just church. It's an English class as well. And Greek. Getting all the languages today because there's only three in the world, apparently. The synonyms for being fresh and being refreshed. Inner rest. Refreshment. Cessation involving rest. That means you just take a break. Relief. Sabbath rest, which again is taking a break. Resting through sleep, which again is you taking a break, closing your eyes. And the last one is peace. Can I just ask you today, do you have peace in your life? Because God is wanting us to be at a place where we are refreshed and full of his peace and full of his life. And if we're not careful, we listen and we live by the world's set of rules, and we end up with this whole list of antonyms and opposites of how God is wanting our life to be and what God is wanting our life to look like. When in reality, God is saying, I want you to be refreshed. I want you to be reinvigorated. I want you to have strength. I want you to have peace. So that's what refreshment is. Now, where do we find that refreshing? Oh, such a good question. I'm so glad you asked it. Let's go and look in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And we touched on this last week, actually. I touched on this. And this story has stuck with me all week long. This is Mary and Martha. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. And Mary and Martha, we know, are the sisters of Lazarus. And in verse 38 says this, Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. And they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. You should, if you underline things in your Bible, you should underline that like 17 times. Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. I love I love, I love this. There's certain things that I just love reading through the stories of the gospel. And Martha just told on her sister to Jesus and just wanted Jesus to go and tell Mary, Mary, pick up a broom, go set the table. I don't know how things go at your house, but when I was growing up, I'll tell a story about when I was growing up. When I was growing up, because my sister's not here and she can't defend herself. <clears throat> When I was growing up, and Tony, if you ever see my sister, just keep your mouth shut, okay? You don't need to tell her a story. 
When I was growing up, my parents, like most parents, my mom would cook dinner and my dad would be helping, whatever, and then we'd all sit down and eat dinner together. And then when dinner was done, I had to, as my sister did as well, we had to clean up the dinner dishes. We had to wash the dishes and put them away. Has anybody else had this experience in their life? Somewhere along the line, my sister got it in her head that if she went to the bathroom the dishes would continue to be done, and she would come out and, oh, oh, who did the, I just was gone to the bathroom for a minute. I said I'd do it when I came back. Has anybody ever tried this? (laughs) This is what happened in my home all the time, all the time. Literally every day until it got to the point where it was a joke that as soon as we started cleaning up the dinner dishes, my sister would say, I have to go to the bathroom. And we'd all look at her and say, yeah, right. You can go to the bathroom when we're done the dishes. So work fast. But this is what just happened here. Martha goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, isn't it unfair? It's not fair. And Can I just tell you, just right off the bat, I honestly don't think God cares about being fair to you. There's things that I'm going to have to do that you don't have to do, and I can't go to Jesus and say, Jesus, it's not fair that I have to do this and Tasha doesn't. He's like, hmm, that's nice. We all have different things we have to do. I'm sorry you feel like it's unfair, but you got to do this and Tasha has to do this. Jesus isn't concerned about being fair to you and you and you and you and you. We all have different things we have to learn. So I just want you to take that word fairness and God wants to be fair to me the same way that everybody else is fair to and just erase it. Just get rid of it. She said, it's not fair. It's not fair. Wine, 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 wine. And I love Jesus' response to her. He says, Martha, my dear Martha. Oh, I, just, I can just picture him. Oh, Martha. My dear Martha. Come here, Toad. Stand up beside me. He's like, Someone, you know, you've had those conversations where somebody's like tried to tattle on you and you just take, you just take pity on them. You're like, <laughs> you just don't get it. You just, you just don't get it. Martha, she says, Martha, you just don't understand. He said, Mary has chosen the good part and I'm not going to take that away from her. You'll get it one day. Sit down, bud. Thanks. Congratulations. Good job standing there. Jesus says, Mary has chosen the good part, and I'm not going to take that away from her. But it doesn't say anything more than that. So it leaves us with the question, what is the good part? What is the good part? That leaves us to suppose that the good part is sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to the teachings. That's right. So many times we get so worried about this has to be done and this has to get done and it has to look just this way and this person's got to be over here with this right smile on their face doing this and that. We've got to have the coffee. We've got to have our delicious fruity water that we have back there with the oranges that Jean did and they look amazing. It tastes so wonderful. We have to have it ready to go when people show up. And Jesus says, hey, the important part, the good part, is sitting at my feet and listening to the things that Jesus was saying. I want to tell you this right now. Yes, this is part of that right now, sitting in church, worshiping God, 
with our eyes closed and surrendering our hearts and letting Jesus talk to your heart and coming to church and letting someone preach to you and letting the Holy Spirit minister to you while that person is preaching. But that goes on every moment of every day. God is trying to spend time with you. So how do we get refreshed? By choosing to be in his presence. By choosing to put everything else on pause and just sitting down and saying, I'm listening. I love in the Old Testament the story of Samuel. What was Samuel's response when he kept hearing the voice in the night? Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So many times we spend all of our time with God talking to him, talking at him, telling him all the things that we need him to fix for us instead of just sitting and being in his presence and letting him bring that peace and that reinvigoration and that renewal of your strength and your renewal of your energy. God wants to bring you that peace. He wants to bring that refreshing to you. And that takes place when you just come into his presence and sit there. In the natural, how do we get refreshed? Well, if we're hot, we go swimming, don't we? We go find a lake, we go find a kiddie pool and fill it up with water and just lay in it in our driveway like those weirdos. We drink cool drinks to stay cool. We find ways to be refreshed. But to do that, we have to go to those places to get the refreshing, don't we? Nobody says, I am really hot. Blake, would you mind coming outside with me and just hosing me down? Just grab a hose and just, that's not very refreshing, is it? No, we find a lake, we find a river, we find shade, and we physically get over and go to that place and get refreshed. To be refreshed in your life will require that you pull aside from all the distractions of your life. Whatever those may be for you. Whatever that looks like in your own life. Because Cherokee's distractions and Cherokee's busyness in her life is going to be completely different than what things are in my life. And so every one of us has to pull over, grab a chair, and sit down and say, I'm not going to worry about this or that or the other. What I am going to worry about right now is sitting at the Lord's feet and hearing what he has to say to me. And that's where you find refreshment, in his presence. I don't find my refreshment in Jen's presence. I love being with my wife. I love spending time with her. I love being with my kids and hanging out and doing fun things. And there is refreshment that comes from that. But the kind of refreshing that we're talking about today comes from his presence. So let's look at one more section of scripture here. So we talked about, I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 27. We talked about what refreshing is. Anapsuxis in the Greek, which is a giving of new strength and reinvigoration. We've talked about what that means and its peace. We've talked about where we find that. We find that refreshing in the presence of God. In Psalm 27, verse 4, we're going to look at. And the question is this How do we stay refreshed? How do you stay refreshed? 
it's easy to be refreshed on Sunday morning from 10.30 to noon. But then you get in your car and you drive home and somebody cuts you off. <laughs> or you go to your restaurant and they say, it's a 45-minute wait to sit down. And you say, oh, 45 minutes? It's so hot out here. You want me to wait? Yes, we want you to wait. Or any number of other things that could happen that cause that, oh, church was just amazing. The presence of God was so great. I love being in his presence. I, I love my church family. They're so great. They're so wonderful. And then you drive away and lickety split, you just forget all that stuff. So how do we stay refreshed? Psalm 27 verse 4 says this. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. You're like, oh, well, Jake, hmm, interesting. You're telling me to stay refreshed. I have to stay at church all the time, right? This is what we call the house of the Lord. This is what we call the temple. You're saying, so to be refreshed, Jake, let me get this straight. You're saying, I have to stay at church. No, I'm not saying that. Because 1 Corinthians tells us that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? Which means that we are the temple of God. And so he is with you wherever you go, whatever you're doing, all the time. The temple is there. His spirit is there that is wanting to lead you in all peace. So you have access to that refreshing everywhere you go, in every conversation you have, in every person you meet that needs the Jesus you have, you have access to that refreshment so that you can begin to walk out the things that God is asking you to do. Next week, we're going to talk about why do we need to be refreshed? What does is, what is it matter about being refreshed? Why do we have to be refreshed? But today we're talking about what is refreshing and how do we stay refreshed. You stay refreshed by being in his presence. And the great thing is, is that his presence goes with you. He desires, his intention, his original plan was for us to be in communion with him at all times. And when we're in communion with him, when we are walking with God, his spirit and his presence are always there. Isaiah 59 tells us that it's our sin that separates us from God. Our sin. He doesn't separate himself from us. It's our sin that causes the separation. So we stay refreshed in his presence by spending time with him. By pulling aside from distractions, from the cares, from the worries, from whatever's going on in our life. Those things are all important. They're all things we have to take care of. They're all things that we have to deal with. But to get through those things and to deal with them the way that he wants us to deal with, we need to pull the car aside, get out, and sit at Jesus' feet. There are too many churches that are filled full of Marthas and not enough Marys. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a Mary. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to encourage you to take what you just heard and let it go deeply into your heart to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only He can do. We also want to encourage you to be a part of what's going on here at Connect. Head over to connectchurch.ca to find out how. 